want to welcome you again. Um, it's good to have you have you guys with us. Um, uh, can I just can I just share with you and not bring you a sermon? Um, I, I, I want to talk to you about your story. I love the the theme with love the big live the bigger story. I think that's such a I think that's a cool theme. Um, it's probably something that I'm going to steal and use at our church as a series at some point. I, I have this sense that there's always more going on than what you know. What if this story, what if your story is bigger than what you even know? What if there's... What if there's something going on that you can't even understand and you can't even see? My, my wife and I were at a church where we had been for 20, over 20 years in Michigan. Um, and uh, we just felt like it was time for something different. And we were having breakfast with somebody that was telling us about the fact that there was a church in Kansas and, and that they went down to interview for this church in Kansas. And as he's telling me about this story of this church in Kansas that's right next to Central College, there's something within my heart that just started to leap. And my wife and I got in our car after that breakfast and I said, Leah, tell me, was your heart doing the same thing my heart was doing when he was talking about that church in Kansas? And she said, yes. It didn't work out for that person, and so we called. And so here's a you know a Michigan kid that is not at all doesn't know a thing about Kansas, had never been to Kansas, and here I am, you know, seven years ago. And I wish I could explain all the things that have been part of that story of being in Kansas for me. My story includes MS. Over 30 years ago, I was diagnosed with MS, and I used to love to ride motorcycles. And um, MS really impacted my legs, and so I couldn't feel my feet. I didn't have a lot of feeling in my legs. And if you're riding a motorcycle and you have to look down at your feet to make sure that your feet are where they belong on the pegs, it's not really safe. People don't recommend that, and so my wife said, no motorcycles for you. We moved to Kansas, and something happened, and I don't know, my legs started doing better, and I could, I could start to feel my feet. I get to ride motorcycles, man. I've got a motorcycle. My story is, my story includes trial. My story includes things that I don't understand still. My story is bigger than what I fully understand. What if your story is bigger than what you know? Your story is made up of moments. Lots of moments, sometimes big moments. You can probably, in your young lives, you can probably think back at decisions, moments where you made a decision. And as you look back at that moment right now, you're thinking back at it and you think, man, I wish I would have made a different decision. 
And it's just, our story is made up of, of moments. And there are moments, as you think back over your life, there are moments that you look back at it and you think, man, I'm so glad that... And the very fact that you're here this morning is, it made, is made up of this life of, of moments. So in my journey now... Um, I'm in, I'm in stage five kidney failure. There's five stages. I'm in stage five. I just started a little while ago. A couple of weeks ago, I started dialysis. So I go in three times a week, and they I've got a port in my chest, and they plug me in, and they are trying to clean up my blood because my kidneys aren't doing their job. So I'm in the doctor's office. It was, I don't know how long ago, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And we were talking about dialysis. And I was so exhausted that I couldn't, I really wasn't sitting up straight. And, and the, the, the fatigue level just kept getting worse. And the doctor looked at me and said, Dave, I really think that it's time that you start dialysis. And so we started talking about dialysis. And in that moment, in that moment, he started talking to me about what this step is and this step and that step. And I got in the car and I said, Leah, do you understand what just happened? My life is forever changed. I mean, like for right now, right now I'm in the process of, of getting on, on a transplant list. But I will... If I don't get a transplant, I will for the rest of my life be doing dialysis to clean my blood. I mean, this is forever now. If I get a transplant, I have to take, I have to take a pill that will help my body not reject the transplant. And I'll have to take that for the rest of my life. So in that moment, all of a sudden, this doctor's visit, I just became aware of the fact that after that doctor's visit, it started something that will forever change, ever forever change my life. Life is made up of moments. You've talked about creation and the beauty of God's creation and being made in God's image and and the order that God has woven into things. You talked about the crisis moment. God put things together in this beautiful relational way. And Pastor Zach talked to you about how sin gets brought into the picture. And somehow God has this passionate desire for moments with people that he created in his image. Whatever else you know about you and whatever else you've experienced in your life, you need to know that God passionately loves you and he wants to spend moments with you. So now we have something that has to be repaired. And so now we go to the next step as God's journey takes us into this place of this call and this moment, this unbelievable moment that will change all of history and we could read it over in just a few verses and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal it's really just a transfer for somebody but really is a big deal so i'm in 
I'm in Genesis, the 12th chapter, and it's just the first three verses, and I wanted to slam them all into one, one screen so we could see the whole thing. And the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. It's just, like it's, it's three verses in this story, the story, the biblical story. It's just three verses, and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. God shows up to this person and says here's something that's going to happen i want you to go to a different place go that way i'll tell you where when you get there and and somehow god has god has this plan what you have to know about about god's plan is the story that he is always calling us to is this it includes a sense of a of a calling a calling is is an invitation to experience and participate with the supernatural. A God calling is, is this invitation. I want to invite you to something. And it's an invitation to experience, personally engage with, and participate with something that is supernatural, something that goes on forever and has more impact than what you could possibly know. And all nations will be blessed through you. Abram's story is an interesting story. It's kind of fascinating to me how God chooses the people that he chooses and why he chooses them. Um, sometimes it, it, it doesn't add up. I think God just surprises us with who he picks. If you're going to build a nation, if you're going to fix the fact that people are separated from God because of God and you're going to, because of sin, and you're going, to, you're going to do that through a person and you're going to build a nation out of that person, stop and think of who you would pick. If you're going to build a nation of people, who would you look for? What would you zero in on? What would, you, what would be some criteria that you would look for? Man, I would want, I would want somebody young with a lot of energy because I've got to build an, a, a nation through them. And for some reason, God does this unique thing. He picks a 75-year-old with a barren wife. And says, I'm going to build a nation through you. Not only am I going to build a nation through you, but as I'm building this nation through you, it's going to be a nation that is going to impact all people. It's through this person, through these people, that I'm going to bring my relationship invitation to people. I, I'm going to invite people into this supernatural story, and I'm going to do it through this group of people. So I need to pick somebody. I'm going to pick an old man with a barren wife. Ah. Sometimes, sometimes we've got to let God be a God that surprises us. And what you see in this story is that God does that all through. 
all the way through, he picks people that you wouldn't expect. I wonder if, wonder if maybe God's been doing something in your life and maybe you just you haven't noticed it. What if God's got something in your story that is bigger than what you're aware of? All nations will be will be blessed. It's a it's a beautiful picture as Abraham Abraham responds to the Lord. One of the things you need to know about the people that God picks, He invites them into a story that includes life. I mean, I'm I'm this example. Um, I responded to God a long time ago as a teenager, and I decided I just I, I wanted to spend my life knowing God and living with God, and and somehow somehow inviting people to encounter God, and I, I wanted so badly to be used by God, and and sometimes in that journey it has included things that I don't I, I don't understand, and it doesn't make any sense why that has to be part of my story, but God has brought things into my journey, and. Your journey includes surprises. One of the things that's beautiful about being invited into this God story is that God fixes, God picks pretty broken people. I've messed up in my story. I've made really stupid decisions. You read this story. I mean, God just invited Abraham. He just told them, all the people are going to be blessed through you. And as you're reading the 12th chapter of Genesis, you find out that before the chapter ends, Abram is messing up. And he's living a faithless lie. You read the 12th chapter, and he panics. This guy that's been invited, God doesn't ask you to be perfect in the story. He just asks you to engage with the story. He asks you to let him do something supernatural. What if God's at work and you don't even know it? I sat this uh, last few weeks, two weeks now, I've gone to dialysis, sitting directly across from me. I go every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning. The same person sits right across from me every week. It's my chair, it's his chair. We go at the same time. What my prayer is, I haven't even met him yet. I sit right across from him. But when I walk in, he's got he's there before me. He's got headphones on. He's like he doesn't acknowledge me, he doesn't look at me or anything. But as I walk in, you know what I'm doing? God, could you let me meet him? Is it possible that maybe in this part of my journey I could maybe I could somehow meet him and and Maybe I could talk to him about you. I mean, in the middle of my story, what if God's, in the middle of your story, what if God's, I have, a, I have a, an opportunity that's going to happen, I think, I think Friday. Uh, somebody that attends our church owns a business in town, and he just built a, he just added on to his business, great big add-on to his business, and it's this, this big new step for him, and he's going to do a grand opening. And you know what he wants me to do? 
He wants me to come and do a prayer of blessing over his business. Why? Because he wants to be rich. No. No, because somehow he knows that there's a bigger story, that there could be something that is supernatural in this, and that somehow he's very aware of the fact that in my business, I want to provide income for people. I want people to be able to experience godly leadership. I want people to be able to be successful. I want people to be able to know that God blesses people. So he wants, he wants me to come and pray over his business. He wants it to be part of the bigger story. I have a, a friend that's part of our church that um, just wrote up his God story. He wanted to write it up. So he wrote his story about how he came to know Jesus and how Jesus has worked in his life. And you know what he's doing? He's sending this long email to people that he works with, to friends, to people from school. Why? Because somehow there's a bigger story. There's something bigger that is happening. And God invites you into a bigger story that impacts other people. Worship team, guys, would you come and would you come and join me? It's this fascinating picture. Abram's story, as you follow it through, Abram's story results in the person of Jesus. So, so this, this creation happened and there's intimacy and relationship and people are with God and then there's sin that happens and people are separated from God and then God continues to work the story and he interacts with people and he invites people to experience the story with him. And all through history, people have gone through mundane, everyday kind of things. And they've invited God to be part of their story. And in God being part of their story, the most mundane things turn into supernatural realities. God wants to do something supernatural, even with a college student that would come to Kansas. The invitation is always to invite God to be part of your story. To let him do something supernatural with your story, even with the ugly, broken pieces that don't make sense. Even with the things that you wonder why you have to go through it. Part of what we're doing is we're finding ways to just um, live our lives for God. So Lord, thanks. Thanks for Abram and how just that snapshot represents your heart for us, for your people. There's a lot of stories in this room. A lot of those stories have really hard, difficult pieces in them. And some of them have really great celebration moments in them. Or would you give us the wisdom to fully surrender our lives to a bigger story? Would you call us into something that is somehow 
somehow eternal and it makes sense out of even the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you praise and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's stand together and worship the Lord.
So a group of people come to Kansas to go to college. How do you be part of how do you be part of this bigger story? Can I can I just in can I just invite you to be open? I mean, just risk being open to God. I know you came for a lot of different reasons. There's different reasons. People to go to college, you came to play sports, you came to get a degree, you come for different reasons. Can I just, even if you didn't come for, for, for any reason to experience God, can I invite you during this time to just be open to God? Just be open. Because something might happen in your story that changes it forever. I mean, something... Something supernatural could happen, and your story could be much bigger than you can ever imagine. Will you just be open? Now, there's different ways that we close off God, all right? Um, and we, we close God off different ways. You, you know what you believe, and you're not going to open yourself up to other things, and sometimes we avoid people that we know are different and they might point you toward God. Will you give other people an opportunity that know God? Will you give them an opportunity to show you? Can I, like, not being critical, and I don't mean to be, like, I'm, I'm just Pastor Dave. I, I don't want to rip on you guys or anything, but can I give you one of the ways that you can just be open to God? When you stand up to worship, I've noticed this for the last couple of years here, when you guys stand up to worship, I can hear more talking than I can singing. There's just this low rumble. Can I tell you what being open is? Even if you don't want to sing, that's cool, you don't have to sing. Part of what being open is, is just read those words. I mean, I... I challenge you, don't talk to the person next to you. Just read the words. Maybe you haven't encountered the Bible very much. Maybe it's just an old book to you. Read the stories. L look at the stuff that's in there. Get, get into the words. I love... I love this age group. I, re I really do. I love what your future holds. And I love what you can bring to us as you encounter a holy God. We need your story. Our churches need you to live your story. So Lord God, I thank you for these people that are gathered this morning. and these, Because these ladies and gentlemen, Lord, would experience you in a new way. I pray that people maybe that came here kind of closed off to you would just give you a chance. And I pray that those that maybe came here with a lukewarm faith and that they're just kind of going through the motions, would you light a fire in their spirit? And I pray for those, Lord, that are, that are really eager and living what you've called them to live. Will you give them your power to live the greater story? <laughs> 
So thanks for today. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your love for each person that's standing here. Thanks for what you're going to do in this day through them. We give you praise and glory and honor. We commit to look to you for the bigger story, and we do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. If you want to talk or pray, I'm here for you. My office is right over there. I'm always here for you.